at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Boo Heaven Podcast. Shots are fired. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find us or find me at RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. You only really fire off shots when you're mad. Are you, yeah. Are you angry? I think it's going to be one of those shows. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I I'm mean, like, uh, like, you know, it was a long weekend. The world's on fire. Gender reveal parties are out of control. All that thing. Yeah, so. I'm like half invested in this. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> Guys, my name is Brooke. Uh, you can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. On today's show, we're talking a couple of things. We're talking, uh, we got in trouble. We got a little trouble. Uh, no trouble. Depends on who you ask. You know, yeah. Padres fans aren't real people. So, I mean, does it really count? <laughs> not really sure. Uh, maybe pissed off a little more than just Padres fans, but we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about some, the playoff rotation is coming more into yep. focus and you got to figure it out a little quicker this year because uh, in case you guys didn't know, this season is only 60 games and uh, that means it's over uh, it's in five small. minutes from now. It's just, over yeah, in five yeah. minutes. We got a five. Well, we got somebody who's uh, 30 minutes away from their fantasy draft too. So we got to, we got to speed this along speed guys. This we got to move. Yeah. The, the bullpen is stumbling. I think that's the biggest question mark right now besides uh, your boy, Gavin Lux, maybe, I don't know, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get there. There are playoff scenarios again with <laughs> the postseason being five minutes away. We got to figure out who are we going to play in the first round? And there are a lot of options and tasty, tasty uh, choices from there. Before we get into the show, again, we got to remind you this is a podcast. If you're watching this, why not go uh, leave a nice review for us on uh, iTunes? That would be would lovely. That know? would be good because Padres Twitter tore it apart, and uh, I, actually, surprisingly, they didn't. They so didn't. We, we appreciate oh, I was that. For it. You know, we could respect. Thank you. Even though you hate us, you respect us as businessmen, and I appreciate that. I mean, it's it's all fun and trolling and whatnot. You know, we're not uh, we're not trying to go up there and tear them apart and whatever. You were just trolling and making fun of their things, and you know, we'll see uh, who actually wins some ball games. That's what it's all about. Just want to watch some baseball. <laughs> just want to talk baseball. Personal announcements from uh, personal announcement from Roach today. He found out that the Mariners have a Twitter, like Mariners Twitter accounts uh, exist. Like fans are online. That's cool. I I, uh, I actually uh, I like I, I like the Mariners. Um, never heard. eighteen years since their last playoff berth. No, oof, no, really, oof. Eighteen American years. That was when Ken Griffey Jr. was alive. The the very same. Have you seen him since? Uh, he's been he's not been in the public eye very often as of late. But the MLB still really loves to use him for things. We got people talking about the the bullpen. Some of the people. Uh, Swag Daddy McGee says I should probably give you guys a five star review, huh? Yes, please. That would be great. You've been around. Where Juice, you been? Juice points out the new placement of the Jim Beam sign. That uh, I don't know if we should actually have turned it on. It's not on right now, but I think it just it blows out your face. So. I'm already really white, so it's, I don't need like more. <laughs> it's coming this yeah. way. It's, you know? it's a whole thing. All right, let's get into uh, the show here a bit. Usually, this during the season way we've been doing this is, uh, you know, we kind of get into what's happened in the last week, and we are, but it's going to be more personalized because uh, we were troublemakers last me last week. Um, we can review. Do you want me to give my side of this, or do you want to uh, lead it off and <laughs> just force me into you a wanna, side? You want to just run into it and, and see see what we did? Well, here's the thing. Here's the- <laughs> If you Brooke. guys, if you guys were li- li- with, let's say you're you're with us last week. All right, you were listening to the show. We had a little bit of a segment. You got to remember, this is following the trade deadline when the Padres were like, "Hey, we're gonna get a whole new team." Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you know, six new guys, whatever it was, whole new roster. We decided we were gonna trash talk the Padres a little bit. You know, old, old some old fashioned fun because all the Dodgers did was uh, ship off friend of the show Ross Stripling yeah. to Toronto. We got a little bored. There was nothing to do. As Dodger fans, you guys were like, there's nothing to do. Trade deadline, we're yeah. really good. What does it matter? So we went at the Padres a little bit. Most of it was lighthearted fun. We thought we were having a good time with it. We did have a good time with it, by the way. <laughs> well, we had a great time. I mean, to be fair, I, you 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 started it. Um, I did. I did start it as I have it. done for the past two years now. And I I hit a crossroads in the in that particular section of the show because obviously we don't we don't come over here and be like hey we're gonna t- write out each word we're gonna say and and you know make one of those bad podcasts that you know a lot of these other Dodger podcasts are yeah not completely scripted oh, uh, we know what we're gonna talk about but the rest of it is just sometimes word diarrhea and that that makes it fun uh so this guy started going off on on the Padres and their moves and I was like okay I can go one of two ways I can be like the 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 Skip Bayless to your Stephen A 
I'm and Stephen A. Kevin, this would be a great time for you to drop a Stephen A for me, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> a very dear, dear friend right here, Mr. Skip Bayless. <laughs> I really wanted to be Stephen A. Thank you for that. I'm going to tell you another thing. So it got uh, – <clears throat> basically it went off the rails a little bit. I said a few things about Mike Clevenger just to calm everybody down, to, <laughs> to feel okay about yeah. uh, the Dodgers and where they were headed. It was all in good fun. Uh, <laughs> Padres fans picked that up and ran it. Like they picked up mm -hmm. a ball from a one-yard line, you know, <laughs> fumble, scoop, go the other direction, took it all the way to the end zone, ran out of the parking lot, that kind of thing. Yeah. They, uh, <clears throat> they found it. I didn't know that the Padres had fans, but they found it, and uh, boy. It was fun. I got dragged. It was fun. They somebody, called me fat. Somebody wanted to pee on us. Somebody wanted to pee on me. Uh, it was it was uh, exhilarating watching this uh, unfold on, on Twitter, and you know, at all the respect, it's going to be fun I next had, week. That I series had is going to be fun. and family members text me and be like, are you okay? <laughs> Are you in trouble? Is somebody gonna hurt you physically? And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't no. think Padres fans are gonna do that. There, they, you know. I mean, they are notorious, you know, for being trolls themselves. So again, oh, they're good at it too. They are know. great at it. Every and single they, one of them has Fernando Tatis as their profile picture. So <laughs> I, you know, I can't really make fun of you if I, you only have a good-looking yeah. Fernando Tatis as your profile picture. What can I do? Yeah, Nothing. I mean, we don't know if it's trolling or if they're dumb or whatever it is. It, it, yes. When in Rome, it, it goes one way or the other. But uh, Padres fans are easy to rile up. But we can say the same thing about Dodger fans. Dodger fans will go sick people from all around, and, and it makes it fun. And I think the next series, the Dodgers play San Diego one more time mm -hmm. in uh, for three games next week at San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. So that should be a fun series. The last time the Dodgers were there, I went on a Padres podcast about that, and I was like, you know what? Hey, they they really brought it. The Padres players wanted it. It they did their best to make it as close to a, a you know playoff environment, and that made it fun. You know, so this is going to be a fun series. And if they find a way to meet up in the postseason, there's going to be a lot of bragging bragging rights. There's going to be a lot of uh, crap talking rights on it. But um, Katie notes they are definitely dumb. So uh, give, <laughs> give Katie some points right there. Yeah, we had uh, some idiotic former writers of us that i mean most of most of their stuff like i salvaged as the editor of the site i salvaged and rebuilt it so they think they're good writers now but they're talking crap thinking that our takes were serious on it so oh, it's yeah. pretty funny watching uh some really really bad out of work writers now that i i handheld and saved for you know a year plus <laughs> Two of them. It looks like we have Talk a Padres fan in the uh, chat section. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for supporting us and being here and uh, earning us money. We appreciate you. Appreciate Andres you. over on YouTube says, we are not violent like Dodger fans. Wow. <laughs> Never heard that one before. Say that to my face. That's the <laughs> <laughs> East those fool. Nah, dude. We don't play that game. No one plays that game. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. But again, it was fun. And moving on, uh, last week, since we are doing this show still currently once a week, I think either we might do a second one finally this week. We'll, we'll see how how the narrative goes and how the week goes. I mean, there's there's two off days this week, so it's kind of weird. But <laughs> the sixty game season, you have two off days in one week because that the Houston the math adds up. The Houston's are cheating their way onto Los Angeles uh, this weekend too, so that gives us more reason. For but a sweet two game season. A recap of last week: the Dodgers lost their first series of the year, thanks to. Me. Oh. Thanks to the bad bullpen. Yeah, I mean, the bullpen's not bad itself in, in the grand scheme of things. Let's There's a few say. of them. In the grand scheme of struggling. things, the bullpen's not that bad. Uh, here's the thing. I don't, know, I don't even know if you would call them shorthanded. I don't even know if you can call them that. But it's does it not <laughs> the seem... The 28-man roster. <laughs> does it not seem to you like Dave Roberts is going to this, the usual suspects far more often yes. than he would in, a, yes. in any normal season. Obviously, Joe Kelly is out. Obviously, Pedro Baez is out. You don't want to lean on Dennis Santana, of all guys. But, <laughs> I mean, 
it seems like every series he's going to, you know, Fergie and McGee and Floro and Trinan and Trinan and Trinan and Trinan and Trinan and Trinan and I'm not Floro, uh, Ferg and yeah, just keeps he just keeps rotating those guys in and out and you at first and it worked. Th- this it is was, a what, thing though. This is a thing and there's a number of like probably reasons decent reasons we'll get into those at least uh, I'll say they're decent reasons but these are the habits that Dave Roberts gets into every season he starts relying on those onesie twosie guys and then there's the you know last season let's be real Joe Kelly should not have been on the active roster in the NLDS he ended up costing the Dodgers that particular series with the Grand Slam ultimately costing the Dodgers that series it was lost earlier in that game because all the momentum was lost once Clayton Kershaw was left in to face batters he should not have faced. But anyway, um, Dave likes going to his guys. Last year was a lot of Baez. Baez is hurt this year. Now, Dave, you know, he was doing really well early on in the short season and balancing guys out, balancing, you know, from Trinan to to Brother Gatorade to, you know, McGee and not leaving him in there. Somehow Adam Kalerick is still doing well, even though he's facing a whole bunch of right-handed pitchers. Um, Floro's been great, except for when other people are allowing his runs to come in. But, again, Dave, and I, I feel like you would back me up on this, Dave gets into these habits by the end of the season where he's like, these are my guys and these are the only ones I'm going to trust. Screw you, everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I think uh... – you know, I've seen it several times before in the past, and I'm I'm always going to be a guy that defends Dave Roberts. Like I'm not gonna, I'm I'm never gonna be different than that. I always feel like I'm always gonna feel like he's a good manager for the Dodgers. He's done things that you know. I mean, I came yeah. from Don Mattingly. Like it's not it's not that hard to, I came to from, have a step up. I came from Joe Torre you know, you know, and Grady Little. Grady Little, my goodness. So Jim Tracy, <laughs> Jim Tracy, <laughs> Davey Martinez. So you, you, you I understand the frustrations with him. And this is the first year where I've looked at it and been like, I understand why people are frustrated with Dave Roberts. This is my first year. And after everything, this is my first year started with the Rich Hill world series game for me, but we won't talk about that. Um, I think to bring up old things, man. I think the biggest thing is that I've seen people like if, if there was a way that he could not make bullpen decisions at all and still be the manager, that would be ideal. And honestly, I kind of agree with that. I kind of think it's accurate. Like he is really <laughs> bad at in-game bullpen management. Yeah. He's great at a bunch of other things, but he has really, really gone downhill with in-game bullpen management. I think he might be one of the worst in baseball in terms of managers with that, and that's unfortunate mm-hmm. because, like you're saying, there's a lot of good arms in this bullpen. A lot of people he could go go to. A lot of people he can lean on. A lot of hot hands he can ride. But I mean, he's going to these same dudes over and over again and, like, driving them into the ground. I don't feel like Blake Trinan's going to be in a good spot during the postseason. Like, I feel like that dude's going to be gassed out. And he he does that thing, too. The Dodgers tend to kind of do this, where they sign a one-year guy to a bullpen and just drive that dude. Just yeah. drive him out. Yeah, Trinan was doing well. And now, all of a sudden, over his last seven games, uh, 5.4 ERA, giving up seven hits in his last six and two-thirds innings. Uh, he's probably getting run out there a little bit too much while maybe dealing with a, a, you know, a little bit of placement issue there. His mechanics might be off or something like that. Um, I personally feel that Alex Wood ruined everything since he came back. Everybody's just kind of felt worse. <laughs> Just the timing of it is just really bad. <laughs> Definitely the timing of it. Katie brings up a, a good point here. I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, Katie says, I feel for Dave because of the three batter rule. He's doing well with it, but you know he deserves some praise. Do you think that's maybe? I would like to argue the reverse of that, actually. I think, uh, I think Tim Rogers, I think we had brought this up earlier in the year where he's like, I think actually the three, three, uh, three batter minimum helps Dave Roberts because it's, limits his decision making it makes sure that you know he can't bring in guys in different spots he's got to stick with that guy and ride him through it almost does make it easier for him in a sense yeah sure i'm I'm sure it's come back to bite him a few times i in particular do not like the way that he sets up bruce dark radderall i really think that he puts that guy into the worst situations he puts him in bad spots as a rookie does not give him a chance to get out of it and has somebody give up his runs left on base i think almost the vast majority of the runs that have been scored off of him, especially of late, have yeah. not been with him in the game itself. Like especially, he's left guys on first base that have come around to score on home runs and things like that. And, and you know that unfortunately adds into your stats for the season. But 
And and that kind of plays into my main point. It's not so much the, in my opinion, even though it is a good amount of the bullpen management and the usage, and not maybe not calling on the right guys at the right time, or overusing people like McGee and especially Caleb Ferguson, who is off right now. He's given up what like three. I think he's given up a home run in each of his last three outings at least, or Oof. something like that. He he struggled busting it, but the. The fact that Dave's not really letting the starters make you know get their way out of trouble in the fourth or fifth innings, it, it's really. It, I mean, it worked early on. Everybody was on that that early workload. Everybody still had, you know, a longer off season to have healed up and and felt better. But now you're you're in the middle of a season, shorter season, but you're in the middle of a season. Things hurt more. I can tell you right now, things hurt more. I hurt more. I haven't done anything. You cracked your elbow earlier just existing. It was impressive. Uh, Not in a good way. But the fact that Dave won't let, like, Julio try to pitch his way out of the fifth inning after he gave up one run, and, you know, it wasn't like bases loaded or anything like that. Let Julio try to figure that one out instead of going to, I don't know, somebody who could probably get you more than that one out or two out in that inning. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess that's really my narrative there. Let him figure it out. Let Gonsolin figure it out. Let D-May try to figure it out a little bit more. You know, you especially with this offense and how good they are late in the games. Right. You're burning out your middle relievers or late game relievers. I mean, Kenley's barely pitched. He he's appeared in, in his last seven games. He's only thrown five and two thirds innings, so he's not really getting stretched out too much. But then, you know how Dave operates. He's going to try to throw him for four or five outs in the postseason, and he's not going to be ready for that. So it's a weird situation. You're going to get uh, Kenley coming into the bottom of the seventh, and then Kershaw <laughs> closing that game. At least that uh, was fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I, do you think maybe the starters should get a little bit more run? Yeah, I mean, Chet, you know, Chet had brought it up earlier on Facebook, but it's like you're getting these guys that are going, you know, when you got Julio leaving the game during the third or Tony leaving the game during the third, I understand you get deep into pitch counts and things mm-hmm. like that. That plays into it. But, you know, you don't have guys approaching 100 pitches. You have guys approaching 75, 80 pitches getting pulled out of games. Not giving them a chance to get through, not giving them a chance to go uh, an extra inning, not giving them a chance to build off their last start and their yep. last pitch count and things like that. And it, again, it made sense early when you're, you're coming from summer camp, like, hey, we're going to build these guys up, maybe two, three starts, we'll be good. But now it's getting to a point where you're like, hey, we're winding down the season. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not running up to the season. So, at what point do you cut these guys loose? At what point do you say, all right, here's your, here's your runway, run with it? Um, because you're not building up guys for the postseason yeah the, the goal in the postseason isn't to build up starters to go seven innings during the postseason mo- mo- more than likely you go a lot shorter during postseason runs you see starters go four or five innings max a lot of times because you get the bullpen in there you mix up arms you make the other managers make moves you win ball games like that this is the time to stretch out starting pitching and it's not happening yeah and so that's a little concerning because what are we at like uh there's 17 Less games left. Three weeks left ish. Yeah. Give or Just take. over three weeks calendar wise. Ca- yeah. I mean, yeah. we have three games this week or this five day week, whatever it's called. Um, work week. That's what you call <laughs> them. Week. I've never yeah, worked yeah. before. I don't know. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's ask. interesting because you, in uh, another, <laughs> you know, you look at it again and you're like, there's five starters. Only four of them are going to pitch in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Then what? So now you have all these guys that are stretched out, but not stretched out. It's really strange. I don't know what direction they're heading with it. I don't know what they're going to do with these relievers because a lot of them are going to be hurting. I I feel kind of negative about it. I don't usually feel very negative about this team. You're honestly, learning. I'm a You're I'm, I'm usually a, a homer. You are a bit of a homer. Yeah, but you found your ways. You found your grooves into being negative, and we're proud of you for it. We'll get into that negative. I'm negative about myself in in a, a little bit here. Uh, digging into the comments a little bit here. We are honored. We are blessed. We have Jesus Christ on Facebook saying, "Let Charlie Stanner, Steiner manage the bullpen." So here's my problem with the old Chuck with Steiner. Steiner. <laughs> old Chuck Steiner managing the bullpen. He's gonna be calling all the wrong names, <laughs> wrong innings. Perfect. He's gonna be trying to call the pitches. It's a fast ninety-seven mile. There's a curveball. <laughs> Swung on and missed, and it's gone. <laughs> because of you know, he's a little, a yeah. Little, he's, a little we love lost. we love Charlie around here. He's a good dude. He <laughs> gets paid eight hundred dollars a week to tell a cat and mouse what to do. But uh, Gail, Gail says tonight Walker Bueller's going eight and two thirds. Ooh, apparently getting pulled right before the game's over. Uh, <laughs> must be like a no hitter situation where yeah. he gives up a hit in the last uh, at bat. 
The bad thing That's is, okay. e- even if he had gone like eight innings and was at like 60 pitches, Dave would still pull him. Yeah. Because why not? We got to get our guys some work. They got spores up right now, you know? Friend of the show. They, he's been, this is his third stint with the team, and he's only thrown one inning this year. Hell so, yeah. I mean, you got to really ride that, dude. To, I, I got to imagine this series, he pitches like every game. <laughs> like, you, you got to just like wear, wear that guy down a little bit or something. Cause... That's going to be the plan when uh, Joe Kelly comes back, by the way. Kelly threw at USC to hitters yesterday. Um, his lovely wife recorded him on a roof at USC. With the family, first time his new kids, his twins, were able to see him throw live. I'm pretty sure they were enthralled. Um, <laughs> but he struck out like four in, in uh, or something like that. So he did well. Apparently. He did. He did weller, more weller. Bias more goodly. What Bias threw today as well or yesterday. So he's uh, getting yep. closer. He's going to throw back. one more time, and then he should be activated this week if it all goes well. And then uh, Kelly should also potentially be activated later this week, mm-hmm. and will have to serve his five game suspension. So. Uh, I think Dave said, you know, as long as we can get him four to five appearances, he'll be good for playoffs, mm-hmm. which yeah. means he's going to make eight, eight, eight or nine appearances. I, and uh, I don't have a problem with him missing that first round because that first round is going to be that, that stupid three-game thing, right? So if, if he hasn't thrown enough, don't force him onto the roster. You know, there's more. He, his, his, uh, you know, he made all that money on that World Series against us. There's Hell no reason yeah. to to force him on the roster if he's not ready. No, for that three game series because that that is a different animal. That stupid little three game series. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, I mean, you look at that, and uh, I mean, you look at. There's a couple of different rotations in baseball where you're like, in a three game series, you're dangerous. In a seven game series, you're trash. There's a couple different ones like that. Padres. Low-key, kind of one of those teams. Across a seven-game yeah. series, Padres don't stand a chance against anybody. Across a three-game series, Padres might sweep your ass. I don't know. Well, it depends might on happen. whether or not the Padres are trying to still think that uh, Paddock is their ace. Yeah, I don't know. He's like a number four guy on your team. On your team. I'm, I'm not saying a bad team. <laughs> I said on your team, he's he's probably a number four guy right now. If And this is just statistical analysis, guys. Please don't murder me or come into my DMs and tell me, uh, I'm fat or whatever you said last time. Nose, really, nose. Yeah, yeah. I have a fat nose and I'm fat. And, yeah. Uh, it really, really hurtful, guys. You know, mm-hmm. I, had to, <laughs> I had to go home and hug my dog. He brought his dog to work out of fear. I did. He was really cute. He yeah. sat right here. Uh huh. And now he left his toy and the dog is uh, muy angry. Yeah, I got it. Don't worry. We're good. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. To bounce around on, on uh, the comments here and, and a little bit of how we sort of planned on talking about this show, Juiced Lee, our friend here, wants to get our thoughts on Julio Urias, and I think that's a good jumping-off point to talk about how the playoff rotation is basically in focus now, in my opinion, and Julio's not in it. Julio lost it. Uh, he lost that rotation spot. So your so your rotation is the current rotation just without Julio. Yes. Is it in the same order? Yeah, it's it's going to be Kersh- gonna go Kershaw Kersh Bueller, deserves that game May, one, and Oslo. it's not and it's not out of uh, what he's done for us in the past. No, Kershaw's effing good this year. See, May's my game four starter. Mm. Tony's my game three starter. We're we're high on Tony, friend of the show. We love Tony. Two time, three timer, two timer. I don't know, friend of the show. We played a game with him one time, so I, check it out. YouTube.com slash um, the internet. Oh, that's got to be a URL. <laughs> you can subscribe. What about is, is Urias in your? So Urias is not in your rotation. No, I mean I've I've said it for a while. I think he plays up out of the bullpen. I think his stuff plays up out of the Been bullpen. Too. I think he. Man, he's really got to work on attacking the zone. Every single time he pitches, Dave Roberts says that. Like every post game press conference is, he's got to attack the zone. He's got to live in the zone. He's got stuff to work. But how it. is he going to do that if he's not allowed to attack the zone, get out of it, figure it out? Yeah, that's another problem too. I think he just plays up as a reliever. Like I, I've always liked him. His numbers even say he should be a reliever. He was lights out. He last was so year. good as a reliever. I don't know what you know. I understand in one in one sense you're like David Price isn't going to be here. Let's have Julio be our guy. Let's cut the you know 
cut the reins loose on him or whatever it is. Then you get rid of Ross, and then you want Tony back in. And mm-hmm. the expectation, honestly, wasn't that Dustin May was going to be in the rotation at this point in the year or no. early in, or to start the year. Yeah. But he has been, and he's remained there, and I think he's going to stay there. I don't see any reason why not at this nah, point. you got a guy that throws 100 miles an hour as a starting pitcher. He's probably going to be your, in the playoffs starting rotation at some point. Yeah, I like Tony third. I like Dustin May fourth. I think Julio's got to come out of the bullpen. Or, and I, mean, I think it helps. you. Uh, because the good thing about Julio is now that he's he's going to be built up, so he can kind of play that piggyback guy. He could be, oh yeah, the long innings yeah, guy, the, the, the long, long inning guy that might mix in after you know to kind of throw him. Do- not not the same way Council did in the uh, the no, eighteen no, no, NLCS no, 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 where they like threw that. out what Woodruff, Woodruff for one uh, one it was pitch like Wade or something. Miley or something first. Yeah, that <laughs> stupid thing just to throw off the left right because only the Dodgers platoon in that fashion, especially that season. It's not going to be something dumb like that, but still being able to be like you know what we we want to get Tony through the through the lineup one right. and a half times right. and then. You know, let let Julio take the reins for for those three innings, and I don't have a problem with that. It's almost like a borderline opener, but who cares about you know Gonsolin trying to get a win in the postseason? We want wins. We need that. We need now uh, what thirteen wins to win a World Series, apparently. A many because uh, everything's math. all messed up. Hashtag math. Johnny Rios has a fantastic uh, question here. We're going to get to that in a second. I love that Francisco on. Uh, face on YouTube is on FaceTube is uh, going a little throwback here, <laughs> saying Maeda and Ryu would be looking real nice about now. Why you gotta do that to us, man? No, we're sad. Uh, Ryu gave up a couple back to back jacks today. Ha! He I'm sucks. Not that sad. DFA and Kenta hasn't been nearly as good since he almost no hit the uh, whoever's. Yeah, that that kind of I think that broke him. Yeah, you can't let the man go that many pitches, man. He, he, that's why Dave Roberts knows him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Andres, who I think All is, of a the, sudden. is the Padres fan, says uh, pa- Paddock was never an ace, but it was recently discovered that he was tipping his pitches. That, that's our it's celebration gong. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out Garrett Richards' last two starts. He might be the best pitcher on the team. And uh, that's where I'm going to stop. stop you there. Because Padres let fans. Let him be a homer. No, let now, him be a homer. Padres fans are now going to tear you apart for not knowing anything. Garrett uh, Richards, I mean, the best pitcher on the team? I mean, Lamette alone. Yeah, Lamette, Lamette alone. just threw, what, seven and two-thirds. He pitched into the eighth inning, gave up only six hits, struck He's, out 11. I mean, look, I didn't give him a credit when I trash-talked him, and that was on purpose. There's a reason why I didn't do that, because we were trash-talking the Padres, yeah. and he's good. I'll say it. I mean, he's the real deal. He's a good pitcher. You mm-hmm. have Davies, who, by some miracle, has become an effective pitcher, <laughs> and he legitimately is the second-best pitcher on your team. Garrett Richards is not even the fifth-best pitcher on your team. I'll tell you that right now. So does that mean they're even better? We should become a Padres podcast. This is stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, ga- gas lamping at you live? That's a thing, right? Gas, gas, gas. What's gas, that district called? Gas, gas lamp. lamp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm hip. I'm with it. Yeah, there's a hotel over there that you can like <laughs> drink at. There's a spot that serves <laughs> eggs. I went there once. Oh, good time. Really anyway, good. anyway, uh, a little break, a little break um, <laughs> conversation piece here. Like I alluded to earlier, Johnny Rios over here on Facebook says these umpires are terrible. And my God, did you see this Joe West thing? Oh, yeah. When he threw out a... <laughs> Joe West throws out the Nationals general manager who's up in, like, the nosebleeds. <laughs> and and initially, it was people thought it was because he wasn't wearing a mask. Like, John Boy went off on it or whatever. But all if we're being real, it's Joe West wanting to ump show... Because that's what he does. He's really good at it. He's fantastic He's really at, it, at it, that pile of dog crap. And um, without fans in the stands, he's not able to put on as big of a show. But if it was about him throwing out, uh, not wearing a mask, Joe West was not wearing a mask at the time. So that's bad. That's a bad look. But uh, Mike Rizzo, Nat's GM, was apparently chirping and saying, like, you know, bad calls, all that kind of stuff. Right. And got kicked out for it. <laughs> how, how bad is that? And then at the end of it, and we're not going to uh, take any sides because apparently it leads to bad reviews, but at the end of it, Joe West opted to uh, mix in the fact that he would have thrown out even President Trump, who, by the way, I'm voting for his quote. His quote. Joe West, we don't need to know your opinion on the upcoming election. Just call astute balls and strikes and do your goddamn job dude we I, don't need your opinion on anything you don't need to be throwing out dudes up in the nosebleeds 
pay attention to what's in front of you. I knew this season was going to be unlike any other. <laughs> I knew that already. We saw it coming. But in this year, we have seen Joe West get hit in the head by a bat and oh, yeah. throw out an executive from a baseball game. This is the most wild thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. I've never seen anything like that. When I first saw it, I thought it was an Onion article. And I was like, yeah, Joe West. Yeah, <laughs> that's read, funny. It does read it like It reads an like onion. an Onion oh, yeah. article. It's like Joe West, you know he's a bad umpire and he throws people out all the time. It's pretty funny. And throws out executive from top deck or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's hilarious. And then you click on it and you're like, holy crap, that happened. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was a it was a nice way to break up the, the monotony. It was really good. Uh, now Padres fan wants to talk about how Cronenworth is better than Lux. I don't know how that dude is doing as good as he is, man. But right now mad, he is better mad, than Lux. Yeah, yeah. That good doesn't. Job. I mean, doesn't mean anything. But mad props to Cronenworth. Whatever also, thank that you is. for still watching the show. By the way, I'm amazed that you made it this far when you're not a Dodger fan. We're proud of you, Andres. You're a good man. We yeah. we we love. We and love you didn't the fun. call me fat. I really appreciate that about you. <laughs> Damn Porker. <laughs> uh, speaking of Lux, you um. We don't need to get into specifics, but last week you called out Lux I did. on this program. I did. You said he looked scared. So what did he do? That was two weeks ago. No, what, it was last, last Monday. Yeah. Oh, my God. Time is a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it, it both goes too quick and too slow, apparently. Yeah. Uh, you called him out, said he looked scared at the plate. And what did he do? He took that to heart, and it inspired him, and he has since gone um, two for 16. <laughs> I would just like to say, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't really know what else to. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I would do a lot better for him. He, I mean, so importantly, Brooke did not fix Gavin Lux yet, yet. But we're doing this weird thing right now where there's sort of position battles happening uh, here in September, even though things were going okay. <laughs> right. Like I said it last week, you know, everybody knows I'm a huge uh, whatever the complete opposite of a Kike Hernandez stand is. I am that. But I, I'm not upset if Kike is starting at second uh, for, you know, September and the postseason. You know he's going to run into one or two. Right. You know he's going to give you plus, plus, plus defense. Right. Uh, anywhere he plays. And with Barnes hitting – Whenever he's in the lineup, it's like, hey, it's not the health. Go play Barnes at second base right now. I never thought I'd try to get his bat in the lineup, but damn. This might be the best option over there, dude. This is a really backwards ass year. I can't can't hang with it. 2020 back at it, fam squad. Mash that heart button. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the fact that things are so backwards anymore. But I don't, I, I, I'm honestly not a fan of, of Lux. Um, being forced into the the lineup this way. I mean, I get it. He does, I, you know, two ways. For development, I like it. He needs to learn. It gives him an opportunity. We're looking more at 2021. That's fine. We have a lead. We don't got to worry about it. We don't need to be, uh, I mean, we're, we are the best team in baseball. But we don't need to be the best team in baseball. Ideally, you want to be the best team in the National League. That's fine. That's all ho-hum. Uh, if you're getting Lexi some opportunities and, and other people are hitting, uh, you know, I don't want Lux and Jock batting back <laughs> To back in the lineup, definitely right now. No, I mean you're also looking at the the potential ceilings of uh, whoever you want to throw into the mix for second base. I like the at bats that CT is putting up. I really do. I also like the fact that you can mix CT into the outfield though, and and make sure that Jock isn't getting nearly as at bats as he is. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But you know, when you're thinking of playoffs, Dave Roberts in his mind hasn't made up whether he says it or not that Gavin Lux is going to be the guy come playoff time. He's already made that up in his mind, and the only thing that's going to change that is a really bad September. He's yeah. having a really bad September. He's having a really bad first technically month of the season for him because he's you know he hasn't been yeah. up. He's been sitting at the USC campus hitting off of uh, Joe Joe Gray. Whoever, JoJo Gray and, and uh, pitching machines, Bobby Miller, who I don't know, children over there. So you got to <laughs> small, consider, tiny babies. You have to consider the fact that for him, it is still very early in the season, and he does have a very high ceiling. We know what Gavin Lux can do. We know what he's capable of. We know that he can be a very, very good second baseman. We know that he was a favorite for the Rookie of the Year award, and that might have played into it a little bit. I mean, you come in. And you get an immediate demotion and no signs of a call-up. And people are asking where you're at and you never get the call-up. And then suddenly you get the call-up and you can't perform. That's tough. That's a tough situation to fall into and a lot of pressure on him. So I hope he can find it because if he finds his swing, my God, what a lineup. What a lineup. 
Yeah, this lineup is the fact that they're as good as they are, and that's been mostly with with bad um, Peterson, and yeah, I, I guess really it's it's a resurgent Pollock and a and a <laughs> I guess you can say a resurgent Barnes that have balanced out the bad of Peterson right. and the bad of everything that's really gone at second base, but. You kind of look at second base right now as your defensive first position, and if and if Lux hasn't figured it out by October, throw Kiki. Just let it all let let Jesus Christ in the comments sort it out. It's got it handled. Outfield in um, you manage, and then you tell me whether or not uh, or how Dave will handle it. Okay. Pollock over his last 15 games is hitting near 300, seven extra base hits, six ribs. Peterson over his last 15, 231, six extra base hits, five ribs. They both have about the same slug, both have about the same on base. Do we continue the platoon? And I guess it's not so much of a platoon because there is a DH, but do you do that or do you try to find a way to maybe mix in more Mad Baby or... I just I, or Eddie Rios. I just really don't like the at bats that Jock is putting up. First of all, his at bats. Let's just talk about the quality of his at bats right yes. now. He looks really bad. He's yes. gone down on three pitches far too many times. You really just don't. Of all the things that you want to do in baseball, going down swinging on three pitches is really something that you don't want to do because mm-hmm. you know that there's going to be a waste pitch in there somewhere. Yeah, and that means you're just really having ineffective at bats. Number two. <laughs> There is a lack of hustle that I'm still seeing. I mean, yeah, Jog Peterson is alive and well, that's for sure. <laughs> and that can that can come from a couple different things. I think the main source of that is probably just straight frustration. Yeah. You know, just being upset with the way things are going for him. He's not swinging the bat well. It happens. I had uh, I had somebody ask me on on Twitter about uh whether or not it's in his head that, you know, the Dodgers don't want him. They traded him. Just it got sent back. I mean, it, I mean, it could be. It it really could be. It really could be in his head. I don't think that he's going to hold on to it like that. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to think that he's more professional than that. I would like to think all these guys are, but also on a human level, I know I personally would kind of have that in the back of my mind, and that would never be able to leave yeah. me. I think more importantly than that, I think it's bigger than it. I think it is a hey, I'm in my contract here, and and it just all the pressure in a year of uncertainty, in a year of I have a very short period of time to perform and prove myself, and in a year of I am also a platoon player. Uh It's a lot to put on you and be like, hey, there's 60 games. Maybe I play in 40 of those. Like I really have a very small window to make it make it true that I'm a good player (laughs) that deserves a good contract, even with the DH. And I will point out. <clears throat> that we would love for Jock to be doing well. We we want him to be doing well, but he's not, and that's a simple case of the matter here. It's a simple point, simple fact. So we get to talk crap about him a little bit, but congrats to Mr. Jock Peterson, him and uh, Mrs. Jock Peterson. Kelsey, they, they had a, a kid today. We're going to find out more about the health and well-being of their child. We hope everything is, is well. There's a chance it, you know, the poor baby may have come a little early we don't know the timeline of it we're not going to speculate over but we wish happy uh happy baby happy uh kelsey and jock and we hope everything comes out uh nice and great and jock is going to be back on sunday so he's got an extended paternity leave so that means more that's good for him he's going to have two kids now which is uh you know that's always good i've heard In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Sidebar, I'm behind in the comments here, and Zed said that Joe West actually ejected me from the podcast, so um, my bad, I'm out. And he would also like you to know that he does not like you. <laughs> Sweet. So, Love that. You know, Joe West has got to throw in his comments on everything else along with his uh, his decision-making skills. Let's catch, up, uh, let's catch up on some of these um, comments here. Megan uh, Megan makes a good point. Megan says, I still want Jock in October. He's special in October. Jocktober's a Jock-tober, real thing. It, I mean, it, he's, he turns into another animal. He really turns it on. So, meow. That's a, that's a separate An thing animal. to think about. Hope, you know, I would be okay with him not hitting the entire season as long as he hit the playoffs. And I'll, that's fine with that. Kevin's, Bruce, Bruce. Kevin, Kevin says, let Jock pitch. Yes. Go ahead. First base and pitching. Uh, 
on YouTube, Bruce says, yo, Dodger Nation from Portland, Oregon. Shout to you guys. Yo, Bruce, Portland. What is good? JT says, Jock, JT. JT says, Jock comes back with dad strength. Well, he was already a dad, so. New dad. Double dad strength. Double dad. Whoa. Now, is that like two positives? And I don't remember. Two math. rights make a left. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Pretty sure that's a thing. Leave leave the dead air just yeah, for you. Just let it float for a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, and I want to give some love here to Francisco pointing out that Darvish is actually pitching good. You is on his way to potentially a Cy Young with one or two more great starts. Uh, you know what? Dude's look nasty. I, uh, Cubs are a little scary. I'm ha- I'm happy for him. They have no uh, bullpen, but no, no, no. They 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 all died with Brandon Morrow. Yeah, uh, I am really happy. I am really happy for you, Darvish. Though, mm-hmm. like the dude, really, really got piled on by Dodgers fans after the World Series, mm-hmm. and he did not deserve it at all. Obviously, looking back on it now, you can be like, oh yeah, that really sucks because he got cheated, and that sucks. But uh, I'm, you know, when he went to the Cubs, he had some. He's he had a rough time. Yeah, he had a rough couple of years with the Cubs, but he seems to have found it, and he's showing everybody that he's a pretty good pitcher. And when he was with the Rangers, you guys—I mean, if you guys can think back that far—I know most people don't remember anything like me. He was really good with the Rangers, like mm-hmm. enough to the point where when we traded for him, he was the best pitcher that was available at the time. Mm-hmm. People want to argue that Justin Verlander was that guy. Justin Verlander was not the best pitcher yeah. that was available at that time. He just yeah. happened to cheat with the Houston Astros, and now he's good. Yeah, J- or J- now Ver- JV had the sticky. You yeah. know, he had the sticky on the ball, as where Darvish had stats and and throwing pitches, more curves, and all that kind of stuff. Because we know, yes, many pass ball loved calling them curveballs. But as we're talking Cubs, we're talking a lot of Padres today, playoff primer. So there's about 17 games left. Let's say there's more than 15 games left. That's what I'm going to go with. That gives the podcast more longevity, fam. Allegedly. Who might we be playing at the moment in that last spot is the Rockies and the Marlins. They're right there in those last couple of spots. What kind of world are we I in? I hate 2020 so much. It's just... Wait, do the Marlins have a better record than the Yankees right now? Because no, the Yankees, no, dude, hey, you guys remember the Yankees were good? Now they're 21 and 20. Shout out. There's no punchline. That's it. Shout out New York Yankees. I mean, Miami's 18 and 18, so they're right on They're right on top of them. In terms and of they, missed, they missed most of the start of their season, so uh, right there on the bubble, uh, the Brewers, the Nymets. And the Cincinnati's. So you got Reds, you got Mets, you got Brewers. They're not that far off. Um, interesting bunch to play a three-game set with. Um, Cincy is obviously probably the most scary of all of them just because of their starting rotation. Oof. They have Sonny Gray, who's for the greater part, I haven't looked at his most recent stats, but I know for the greater part early in the season he was lights out. Bauer's been you know what's, really good. You know what's really great is you know you're a really good team when every single day on talk radio and MLB.com <laughs> and MLB Network and all those things, the only conversation being had is what teams could potentially beat the Dodgers in the first <laughs> round. Like It's not like a... <laughs> How good is this team? How good is this mm-hmm. team? It's like, hey, who can beat the Dodgers in the first round? Like, that's all anybody wants to know. It's like, who can put up the most damage against the Dodgers in the first round? That's how good your team is. Yeah. Do you understand you as a fan? You watching this. Yes, you. Me, you. Talking to you. Where's that Padres guy? Your team, not you. <laughs> your team is that good where people need to talk about who can beat them in the first round. And that's all they have to talk about. And, you know, mm-hmm. who? somebody just called the NL, like, wide open. Some major reporter, and I forget who it was. Wasn't it Heyman? Might have been Heyman. Might have been. If it's Heyman a really that, bad take, it's, it's probably, probably John Heyman. Heyman. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. But basically, yeah, it's like the NL's wide open, and everyone was like, "Yeah, what? Pardon? NL's wide open? What are you talking about? If they're talking about like the third spot behind the Dodgers and the Padres, then yeah, sure, wide open, <laughs> wide open for that third seed. That makes sense. If that's what you're saying, it's yes, it's indeed wide open. But I mean the. Obviously, we're coming off as a series loss, so it's hard to feel good about anything. But with that being good. said, the Dodgers Shoulder are still hurts. a really good baseball team, and I just don't see any way that they can get beat except in that first round, honestly. That's yeah. the only thing that scares me. Yeah, the if, first round is where we would lose. If if the Mets can – or sorry, if the, if the Reds can uh, find their way to, to, to come back and, and you know get that last spot over – right now it's the Rockies, I think. That's – 
probably the biggest challenge. They do have a very old and trying to cling on to dear life, Joey Votto, but Nick Castellanos is good. Uh, Eddie Suarez, I think it's his name, or, or uh, Eugenio Suarez uh, had a fantastic year last year. He's putting it together right now. They got some bats. Um, they still have uh, Iglesias as their closer. The Reds are really good, uh, can be a really, really good team um, if we're just talking about that first round. Otherwise, I'm definitely not scared of the Marlins, but they're with their uh, senior veteran, uh, what's his name, Miguel Rojas. That doesn't quite instill uh, fear into me. <laughs> but, yeah, that Gray, Castillo, Bauer, Desclafani, like they have arms over there at the Reds that can do some things. The Mets only have, what, DeGrom? Now, all of a sudden, like one of their primo relievers is in the rotation with uh, one of my fan favorites, that one guy I say the Dodgers should trade for every year. Right. I forget his name. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The but, guy. But, yeah. Chase Elliott. <laughs> Respect. Respect. In your face, sucker! And it was a cleat. It was a cleat in your face. You got spiked right now. But I don't know. Um, who who do you want, honestly, out of those five? I just think it's really funny that the Marlins are still a potential candidate to to play the Dodgers in the first round. That, I mean, uh, Cincy is I, I can't, funny. I, can't really hang. I think Cincy is honestly the team that I would least like to face in the first round. Like, if you were giving me an option to face anybody, I would really not want to face Cincy in the first round. And I know that sounds strange, but if you get, I don't know who watches Reds games. I don't think people in Ohio watch Reds games, but uh, Mm -hmm. they're a scary bunch of dudes that can put together a pretty good string of at-bats and a pretty good string of pitchers at any given time. So, you know, the Marlins are... I don't know what the Marlins are doing. I don't even know who's on the Marlins roster right now. I don't think they know who's on the Marlins roster right now. Oh, uh, yeah, they have that one dude, Sixto. He's, like, killing Sixto? it. Sixto? Yeah, isn't he? Yep. Have, he's, like, one of them 100-mile-per-hour arms. He's one of those guys that's, like, a top prospect in baseball type of dude. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't hate playing the Giants or the Rock. I would hate playing the Giants because the Dodgers tend to do very poorly against the Giants yes. just because, just for, for why not. They tend to do very poorly against the Giants when the Giants are very poor. That's how the, that's That's the timing of things. <laughs> Tim, don't mind playing the Rockies. Tim says Norman Avocado just hit a three-run shot off of Clevenger. And I don't know if that was intentional or autocorrect, but I love that we know who it is. Oh, yeah. They, Norman first, Avocado. The, the the kids called him Norman Avocado. I don't know the joke or why, but that's his name now. So. Oh. So you're saying that uh, hashtag Hollywood Lifestyle loves him. Anthony Rendon, hater, noted oh, hater avocados. of avocado. He hates Los and Angeles. And he loves and beef avocado. fajitas. Not carne asada, but beef fajitas. Fajitas. He likes going to Chili's more than California Tacos Truck. That's it. Los California's shout out. We're looking for a taco sponsor. You can be it. So, and right. You can park outside Arc Studio. So, as of right now, the the uh, Marlins are that eighth seed. And I think their their ace is Arena still? Is it uh, Jose Urena? Sure. I think. Yeah, sure. I don't watch Padres game, or uh, Marlins games. It's really hard to keep track of the league when your team's not playing the league, you know? Yeah, where, That's why it's a weird season where's for me. Our, I don't know what's happening on the East Coast. Where's our boy, uh, uh, Perez 1619? He's a noted Padres noted, guy. Or, noted um, Marlins man. Marlins man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They picked up Starling Marte. Got Corey Dickerson. Interesting, interesting. They got Jazz. Jazz oh, Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. Yep. I guess Careful we should. That one. I guess we should learn more about uh, the Marlins the so we can that trash we them. Play. So that's they don't a good have fans. thing. That's not fair. That's a good thing, like we did with the Padres, especially this guy. Uh, Hello. If you know enough about the team, you know the right things to talk crap about to piss off the fan base. It's it's great. It's it's delicious. It's something I highly it's, recommend. It's not that hard for every boy or girl. <laughs> Degrom, Purcello, Seth Lugo. That's the guy I was thinking about. Michael Walker. There's your Mets. I'm not scared of any of them. Remember when Michael Walker was a guy that Bring was going to win six Cy Young Awards? Bring him on. I remember that. Another thing that got ago. closer today, that playoff bubble, which I think we talked crap about last week or two weeks ago, old uh, Kenny Rosenthal went on the Fox right. to say that really none of the stats or none of the facts of it have changed, but uh, it's still really stupid. The it's American closer League, to happening. <laughs> the American League would play at... In Southern California, two of the three stadiums would be used between Anaheim and Dodgers and Petco. So that means they're going to use Dodger Stadium and Petco. 
I don't know. I mean, it's isn't that a great f you to the Dodgers though to m- take away the All Star game and not even let their site be no, for playoffs. I, the, so here's here's my understanding of it. I want that you AL move COVID. the you move the NL to the AL because they're playing in unfamiliar stadiums. Kind of. I mean, the Dodgers mm. and people in the West have obviously played in the AL stadiums at some point. There's a little less familiarity, so it kind of evens out a little bit in terms of mm-hmm. leveling the playing field on both sides. I think that's my understanding of it, and that's why I think that they'll choose both NL stadiums rather than mixing an AL stadium into there. Doesn't really yeah. seem fair if you're make, let's. I mean, the A's are making the playoffs. The A's play at Angel yeah. Stadium a bunch. Like yeah. that. That's more of their home field than it is the Dodgers' home field. Plus, I mean, Angel Stadium must be real. So ugly. It's it a is really, really ugly, ugly spot. It's an ugly stadium. Bless you know up. what's really great though? You can see that Coors Light billboard out by uh, the pond. They don't call it the pond anymore. What's it called? Honda Center. It Honda Center. It's way better when it was the pond. Give you guys my business card for Honda. Yeah, <laughs> been a while. <laughs> JT Swifty, Swifty over here says uh, Kemp singled off of Clevenger too. That was your guys' Lord and Savior Padres Twitter. Where you at? Hmm. Francisco I was going to point it out, but Francisco notes that the Marlins have our boy uh, Jimmy Garcia, the human home run machine. Jimmy, so that that works. So he will pitch three shutout innings. <laughs> uh, to, to wrap up the bubble, uh, World Series will be played at the Lowe's in Texas. The Lowe's. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's like a warehouse. In the shed the, section. The, the new ballpark of the, 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 what do they call Rangers? Rangers? Rangers, yeah. yeah. Brought to you by Tough Shed. Um, there you go. Leslie says, now we're going to have Angels fan mad at us. Uh, Angels fans, I don't think they're on the What are they going to do, throw money at me? <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Orange County. Yeah, I was there yesterday. Money. Don't recommend it. Would not recommend Orange County to anybody on earth. Do not. They, I think the only good thing about Orange County is uh, Disneyland. I don't know. Yeah. There's people there. You know how I feel about that. Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, yeah. That's all I got for you guys today. <laughs> One last note. Kevin's here, so I got to bring back one last note for him. Uh, if anybody hasn't been on the internet, Vin Scully's on the internet now, and it's great. It's also kind of borderline sad, but it's great. You love Vinny. Uh, <laughs> for a second there, it seemed like he was going to start previewing each series or each game. Right. I was like, Vin, don't do that to yourself. Right. Plus, it, seemed, it doesn't seem very Vin to want to like step on Joe and Oral's toes. But uh, Vin is on... The internet is the Vin Scully because somebody else has stolen Vin Scully on Twitter and Instagram. But check it out. It's a good follow. Um, follows us. So we got his blessing. Best friend of the show, Vin Scully. That's all I got, so I guess. We're like in charge or something now? No, Charles is in charge <laughs> of our days and our lives. Anyway, anyway. Find us on the internet. <laughs> Until next time, uh, we are DodgersNation.com. That is an internet website. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, everywhere. Pod, Pandora, anywhere podcast is available for free, you can find us there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Why not? YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. It will cure whatever is wrong with you. Um, probably not, though. Keep taking your medication because, yeah, you're, you're, we, laughter's not the best medicine I've heard. Guys, I'm at BrookMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We are both on Twitter and Instagram. We are both bad at posting on there. We are at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Officials Dodger Nation on Instagram. We are not bad at posting there because that is our job, and we are very good at it. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for listening every single week. We want to thank the one Padres fan who stuck around. Goodbye. This Valentine's Day, Instacart's making it easier to go all out for your special someones. From ordering candy and card supplies for your kiddos' classmates, yep, all 27 of them, to getting ingredients for a romantic dinner made by you. Whoops, smoke means done, right? Or treating Fluffy with a new chew toy. Oof, that won't last long. Download the app to get delivery in as fast as 30 minutes and free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.